tonight we have an incredible episode. It's a beautiful Saturday night. We are broadcasting live here in the Bay Area, San Francisco to be exact. I'm in front. Before I introduce my guest, I just want to let you guys know I am in front of greatness. I am in front of greatness hailing from a small pocket in northern, maybe central California. San Joaquin County, to be exact. An area where there's a small delta surrounded by the city. The man, which we consider the mayor of Stockton. We got my brother, DJ Expo, man. Welcome to the podcast, my brother. What up? What Welcome up? to the podcast, bro. Barry, thank you for having me, my friend. Just like that, right? Exactly. It, it, this is not no sample. This is, oh, this no. is real life. We're right all here. the way live here. We're all the way live. There's, there's real police sirens <laughs> in the back. For those that don't know, man, we are, we are several floors up here at a undisclosed location. We are in Union Square. We got the cool breeze rolling in. We were smack Very dab nice. Very in the middle nice. of San Francisco. So we're all the way live, man. But no, Expo, man. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Hey, thank you for having me, my Absolutely, friend. man. How's your Saturday so far? I know that you kind of, I wouldn't say flown in, but you kind of drove in here a few hours ago. Right? How's your Saturday been? Uh, you know, past two days I had to deal with a lot of driving, but, you know, we've made it to this point. Sure. And I am happy I am here. I'm, we're we've made it. We've made it. Brother, I'm glad to have you, man. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a little bit, man. For, for those that are tuning in, we were trying to connect last weekend when we were both in Vegas for yes. a Super Bowl weekend. and. Unfortunately, my schedule kind of got in the way of, of us linking up, but the that's okay. The important thing is, is we are here today. Today we are here. To, we are here tonight, man. Long overdue. Long, long overdue. overdue. This long is overdue. long overdue, y'all. Yeah, so excited to have you, man, because I consider you really just one of those that have kind of built the foundation for one in nightlife, because. You know, again, you know, Stockton area, which is a which is a small pocket, which is kind of slept on here in California. And I know there's a bit of a bad rap, and but I know the city is filled with a with a huge cultural balance, if I may say. Is that accurate? I I would I would have to agree with that. You have to agree exactly. But no, I mean, I, I have I haven't been to the city in a long time, man. But I kind of want to just take you back one time, Expo. I want I want I want you to take us back on just you know. What area did you grow up in? Were you born and raised in Stockton? Were you born and raised in a different city? The people want to know, and we'd love for you to share the story. Well, I was actually born in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, shit. Shout out Vancouver. Yes. The, the Vancouver, Van City. Van Shout City. Van City, man. I was out there, and then the family decided, hey, let's go and move out to the Northern California area. We stopped in Sacramento. Then we stopped in the Bay Area. And then we en eventually ended up in, in Stockton. And at the same time, I did not know where I was from, where sure. who I was representing. Like, you know, I was like five, 10, you know, by the time I was like nine years old, I got to Stockton. Okay. So from zero to nine years old, it was constantly me and my family. We was moving multiple places, me and my brother, Rodzilla. Okay, shout out, hey, shout out Rodzilla one time. Shout out Rodzilla. Most definitely. You know, and he's been my day one since, since you know, I came out. You know that's, that's the baby. That's the baby. That's the that baby bro, the, though, right? That is the big that's, bro. Oh, that's the big bro. That's the big bro. Okay. A so lot of people actually think that he corrected. is the younger brother, but. He's the big bro. Yeah, he has a, he has a very, very young face. Okay. But me, you know, I feel like I look young, too. But, Absolutely. But people want to say that I look older. For some reason. 
I think it's just the the wisdom you bring, you know, amongst amongst <laughs> your amongst your peers and and, and your immediate fam. Because because I met Rodzilla for the first time mm-hmm. at your wedding, and I'm like, man, Rod's got to be the younger bro. He's oh. got to be the baby bro. What's He's the, the older, younger looking brother. What's the age difference? Eighteen months. Okay. 18 so, months. So not quite two years, not quite a year and a half. No. Actually, hold on. 18 months is a year and a half. I'm sick. Year and a half. Year and a half. Is year and okay. Half. Got it. So for, from Vancouver to Stockton. Now, what brought you to the city, though? Like, is it your family, like, military background? Or was it just kind of, did, did you have family in Stockton? or? Nah. My, my mom, you know, I actually talked to her about this the other day, too. And I was like, so you moved to Stockton because your homegirl moved to Stockton. And you thought it was a good idea to move to Stockton. You had no idea what the rap was, what the what the what anybody said about the two hundred nine. You just knew that your friend moved from Kaiser in the Bay Area mm-hmm. to Kaiser to Stockton. That was it. That was it. That's what brought you over. That's what brought us over. I left in the third grade because I was living in the Bay Area when I was in the third grade. What city? San Jose. Okay. Yeah. What part? East side. East side San Jose. Okay. Yep. Capital Expressway? Right there. Okay. Yeah, I went to Painter Elementary, bro. A lot of culture out there, too, in San Jose. Shout out to, shout out to the city. Yeah, man. Time. That's that's like, I grew up there playing basketball at Independence. <laughs> we oh, yeah. played three-on-three, three, hoop it up and shit. Yeah, where, all the, where all the Filipinos and Mexicans are at over at Independence. Flickinger man. Park. Flickinger Park and, and Independence were the two spots that we always went to. Got it. And then, you know, we, me and my family, we were big into hooping and shit. Okay. So. Still, know, still are, right? Still are. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pretty deep into this shit. <laughs> got it. Got it. So do you still make your way out to, out to Vancouver? Just any family and friends allowed there? Or are you just mainly just grounded here? No, we actually don't have any blood relatives in Vancouver. We have family friends. Sure. We have God brothers and God sisters out there. But would we say that we have. Blood relatives? No. Got it. We, our parents, my parents, they went the back way. They didn't go through straight to California. What they did was my mom worked in Gary, Indiana. Yeah. And then as a nurse. Wow. So she was working over there getting her internship hours, learning how Filipinos were being treated back then out there. You can imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Like a Filipino nurse, young. And you, you, you going into a whole different state, mm-hmm. you got to believe that there's some, some stuff that went down over there. Yeah, that's a major shift. Mm-hmm. Major shift. Random, but Gary, Indiana, wasn't Michael Jackson? I believe Didn't he so. grow up in, in, in Gary, Indiana? I believe so. So like, you know, like with Filipino nurses, they end up, you know, going from that area and then they end up going home and then they end up going back to wherever they can. So I guess they found Vancouver, Canada as a destination, and you were able to get your citizenship, I think, like two years. Yeah, it was easy out there. Compared to sure. here in the United States. Got it. So we still came down, like when I was like three years old. I mean, See, that, Im- that, immigra- <laughs> that immigration lifestyle is like, it's cool. <laughs> it's it, it, <laughs> it seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Bro. It is, it, is, it is very, very inspirational to know that, like, my parents are travelers. They right. went from one side of the earth to the other side of the word, earth mm-hmm. to make something of themselves. That's a beautiful and thing. And we ended up landing in Stockton, California, hey. out of all places, to, like, open our lives and, and go to school and live the 209 life. 
you know, and that that is that is a fun life. I I would love to for people to to understand this. Growing up in the two hundred nine was pretty damn fun. You know what I gathered for for those that that were born and raised and grew up in the two hundred nine, right? And I, I've got a lot of friends that you know that were raised out there that you, you guys are really proud of your city. You guys are really proud of where you came from. You know, and that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's no different from, from those that grew up in the Bay or mm-hmm. LA, Yeah, you know, they're just that, there's, there's that pride, a heavy pride involved. And, and again, I don't, I, I'm not in Stockton often mm-hmm. to be candid, but for the little, for the little that I know about Stockton, man, you know, there's some gems in that city. Yes. There's some gems and, you know, I know, the, I know the families that are, that were in that city, they're, they're deeply rooted in Stockton. I mean, yes. just, I mean, you you're back and forth now because you don't live in Stockton full time, right? No. Okay. Not anymore. Not anymore. Once I got married, it was like it's time to move on into another town, which was which is Elk Grove, and Elk Grove has been beautiful too. It's it's been a it's been a nice. That's where we got married. Okay. That's where me and Miss Ava got married. So where you guys at Elk Grove? Like like Elk Grove Boulevard, Laguna Bond, ninety nine, right by the casino. Okay, so Grant Line. Yes, Grant Line. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Grant Line. So that's, bo- and that's where we're looking like, you know, for for like to build. Like, I don't know. At some point I'm I know for sure I'm gonna have a man cave. I don't know when. Oh, it's a must. But I'm gonna have a man cave somewhere right by the casino. Absolutely. And it's gonna be awesome. It's- so that so that casino in El Grove that used to they were originally gonna be gonna build a a mall, right? Yes. Years ago. Yeah, but so it didn't been pan told. out. It didn't, it didn't pan, pan out. out. Okay. Yeah. It was like, you know, let, we need to make this a moneymaker. And as you know, dude, like you've seen how, how things look now with, within a society. Malls are closing. Oh, left malls, and right. are, malls are left and right. of the past. Left and right. Why? Because nobody, nobody really goes to the mall anymore. Well, you know, e-commerce killed the mall game. I agree. E-commerce totally obliterated the mall game. I'm surprised. I'm surprised how, how a lot of malls are still alive. I mean, I mean just recently, from what I read, Tan Fran Mall, which is a staple, which is an institution in San Bruno, mm-hmm. they shut down. Well, they didn't shut down, but they—that's the one they right got, off they got the freeway. Out. Yep, right off the freeway and going to the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two eighty, yeah. three eighty five. Yeah, they 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 sold out. Wow. And they just renovated like less than ten years ago. It's crazy. Hey, that's that's where you know where 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 times are changing i mean like let's let's say for example my shirt and your shirt right sure. now do we we got that printed by somebody that we know mm-hmm. or somebody that we 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 fuck with absolutely as far as us going off into like you know getting like something on a, on another level we can get that we can order it we can go and find the 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 mall that that is gonna have it but anything locally it's not there anymore. Nope. Small, small cities, smaller cities, I would say. H&M closed. H&M closed in, in Weberstown Mall. Weberstown Mall? How, yeah. How, we have two malls, by the way. I'm sorry. Fuck. Forgive me. I live, I, I live in Benicia, <laughs> so I live in a little sleepy city here, but what is Weberstown Mall? Not saying I've never been to a mall in Stockton, I have, but what is Weberstown Mall? Well, Weberstown Mall, there's two brothers, right? This is the story. This is the story that they talk about in Stockton. That there's two brothers that decided to open up a mall and they try to compete with each other. Yeah. One was called Weberstown Mall and the other one is called Sherwood. But they're, but they're side by side. They though, are from right I understand, across right? from each other. They're side by side. It's crazy. Yes. Why? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's just there. 
And you know what? You figure by now that they would have like the best things for the for the for the consumers. But they still have like spots that are just like what's the word I'm looking for? They're not it's not appealing. Mm-hmm. So something that is like on e-commerce. Yeah. Something that your homie has made. Sure. Is that me or is like I mean the only time I really wear like a like a like a nice nice really like really wardrobe is when I'm going out like you know to like a button up thing yeah and it's like something that I can't get but if t-shirts I'm going through my homie yeah for sure nothing against whatever anybody has out out but it's just right. like sometimes you just like getting getting stuff from your from your boys or not on some hookup shit but just more on some Oh yeah, you can hear the difference. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What were we talking about? We're talking about we're talking about San Fran Mall shutting down. We're talking about yes. the competing malls in Stockton, California, side by side. So real off top, I, I went to Stockton probably a small handful of times, right? Mm-hmm. We we would have a, we would have like family reunions, the picnics, like probably once every two three years at a, at a big park, like Mickey Park or something. Is it called Mickey? Mickey Grove. Yeah, Mickey Grove. So we'd be out yes. there, right? And because Stockton has has a huge concentration population of Filipinos, yes, and Cambodians, from what I understand, yes, Filipinos, Cambodians, yep, my Latinos are all out there, yep. But that was one of the fond memories that I had being out in Stockton. Is is Mickey Grove Park, mm-hmm. and I remember going to the mall one day, and I'm like, I think it was off of Eight Mile. I could be wrong, not sure, but y'all got malls side by side. If you're off of Eight Mile, then you're probably going off to the to the new one or like the new open air mall type of spot. They got got like Old Navy. They got Target. Gotcha. They got all those spots out there, but okay. it's not in a mall like you know a West West Valley Mall or sure. Westfield Mall. Okay. Yeah, Hammer Lane. Yeah, no, it's off of. March it's like, Lane. yeah, no. no, it's off of March Lane. It, it, both of them are. Yeah, it's off of March Lane, and then you go in into Pacific. Gotcha. But I mean, that's how much I fucking know this goddamn town. This fucking town is like has been amazing, but also hurtful at the same time, multiple times. Been through a lot in Stockton, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seeing a lot of people, you know, die for no reason. Mm-hmm. It it sucks. It it. I'm not saying that I've been in the trenches, but I'm saying that like you know, news about things that have happened in my city, in my town, it just breaks my heart to know that it it happens. And our city is a very very tight knit town. One person knows somebody from a from another spot, and that's how it is. It's it's funny you mentioned that because I've I think months before you and I linked up, mm-hmm. I I I I mean I would watch these documentaries these these gang documentaries actually, gang documentaries in Stockton. There is like a, a an area in Stockton where it's literally surrounded by Delta. It's kind of like gangland in Stockton. Okay, it's gangland in Stockton. You know, Cambodians and 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 I'll send you the link, but it was really eye opening because that area in Stockton, like there's no gas station in that area. There's no grocery stores. There's no restaurants. It's like literally in the cut, right? But across the way, you're surrounded by water. There's boats and yachts 
right across the way, and you got like like, like with the wealthier folks in Stockton living out there. Mm-hmm. Not sure what area that is. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely eye opening. What we always said about Stockton was you could have one block where it was like all cool, everybody was cool with each other. Two blocks down, you did not know who was on that block, and uh-huh. it was a questionable. It was very very questionable. Yeah, you know, you could be on the wrong side of the tracks, and you could be at the wrong wrong street. Yeah. So there were places that we knew. You, <laughs> You just don't go to, you right? You don't go to. Yep. But when you go to those spots, you just got to make sure that you have your head on a swivel. Indeed. You know what is going on. Because, you know, the minute you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's funny you mentioned that because I had, you know, you and I were corresponding back and forth a few weeks ago because we're trying to link up to go eat mm-hmm. and do this thing. And I was like, I'm like, I just felt right. I don't know, bro. Like, I, I mean, I'm down to go out. I just don't want nothing bad to happen because there's always that stigma about Stockton where, you know, people are still banging out there. People are still freaking shooting, shooting spots up. I will, I will say this about the 209 and, or in Stockton in general. <laughs> while, the, while the sirens, <laughs> while the sirens are, <laughs> are going on. Stockton is like any other place. You got to know where you're going, who you're going with, and whether if it's a good idea or not. How do you do that? By knowing who's going to be there. If you don't know who's going to be there, I wouldn't go. I'm, right. I'm 38 years old right now. I'm dating myself. I don't give a fuck. I have learned the right places to be in Stockton and the wrong places to be. Mm-hmm. And if you just so happen to be at those wrong places at the wrong time, this is anywhere in the world. Know an exit route and know how to get the fuck out of there ASAP. Know where your car's at. Like, you know, you've been to the races back in the day, right? Absolutely, I have. So, okay, you know where your car is, right? All the time. So when you're going out, you're watching these races and they're going along. You know some shit every night. Every time you go out, some shit is about to pop off. Mm -hmm. Same thing with this. You know in this town, anything can pop up. From a house party to a club party to anything. And it sucks. It fucking sucks. It sucks that we have to accept this as a reality. And we shouldn't. We shouldn't. You told me. The same advice you're, you're giving me right now is like, dude, as long as you're with the right people mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you're not like flexing, yeah, you'll be good. Don't put yourself out there. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, you know, I, I roll up to the fucking parties with like bummy ass shoes. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I've never been that type to like, you know, go out there and like flex. Yeah, for sure. I've never been that dude. And I think growing up in the 209 has kind of like made me that way. It sucks though. It's like like I never wore a gold chain. I never wore like rings or mm-hmm. or you know earrings or anything like that. I don't even have any tattoos. Oh, me too. Yay! Me There's too. a lot. Hey, you know what? I'm starting to realize no that we are a very rare group of people who R- don't have tattoos and no tattoos. who don't have who who don't have. You got an earring? Had had an earring. <laughs> had had yeah yeah. I, and I just like even even the dopest fucking artists in Stockton, tattoo artists that I know. He even told me he was like, "Yo, yo, it's rare that you are somebody that does not have any tattoos, any piercings, because you know the people he's around in his industry." Yeah, yeah, for of sure. Of course, of course. There's a there's a lot of people who have tattoos and piercings, but just to be like, "Nah, this is clean. Yeah. This is like this is my temple, and I'm keeping it clean, and we good." Yo, I don't know. Not to say that I'm better than anybody, but oh, it's sure. just more like, you know, like being a vegan. 
Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, don't, I guess that's the best way. To I, I don't want to tell you about my, my other person that I have or I have had, because we'll, we'll say that for like an off-air conversation, but let me switch gears on you real quick, okay? Mm-hmm. Knowing what you went through kind of growing up in Stockton, yeah. knowing that you had releases, you know, you, you was playing ball, and you did have a love for music from what I understand, correct? Started since high school. Let's speak on that. Which is kind of funny, like, you know, the, the, the transition that I went through in high school, especially growing up, like, you know, playing basketball, CYO basketball was like the thing for all of us growing up. Like anybody that was in my class, if you were a male dude, you were most likely playing basketball. You were trying to get better. You were trying to make the team to eventually make it to the high school team. And some of us didn't have that, I mean, inspiration to do that. But somewhere along the line in high school, that that whole plan changed. Mm -hmm. I saw at at a church festival, this crew called Showcase. And what they did was they were scratching Canon Ryu, Hadouken, Sonic Boom, Guile sounds and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? What is this? You mean you could, you could flip them back and forth? Hut, 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 Hadouken, Sonic Boom. I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? Then my boy, we ended up finishing a final. And, and we were freshmen in high school. And he told me that his brother's room was open because his brother's room had the turntable set up. He had the two 1200s. Those were the first things I've ever talked to him. Ever talked to him. Talked, like touched. Hey. And there were two 1200s with the Gemini. Before Serato. Before Serato. Way final. before Serato. Way before. I was a freshman. I was a, like a freshman. But when I saw this and I was like, Oh my God, what am I, what am I doing here? I'm like controlling. I'm like, you know, being God right now. I'm like controlling the time Mm. and just playing with music, cutting it back and forth. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I knew that this was something that I, right when I experienced that the whole entire summer, I was like, mom, ma, ma, what do I need to do to get fucking Mm -hmm. turntables? What do I need to do to get, to get this? And she just straight up said, Get good grades, do your homework, you know. And I ain't gonna lie, I sucked at school. Okay, I got bad grades like a motherfucker. Right, I wasn't. I wasn't great. I was one of those Asians that did not have good good grades. But when she said get good grades, get a good 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 test score, I was like, all right, we gonna make this happen. We made it happen. Boom, got the turntables, and till this day, I still regret this. Till this day, I still regret this. That right when I got into DJing, everything else just like went out the door. Plug the year. When, when did this happen? What year is this? Sophomore. Sophomore year. Well, well what year is that? 90. What was that, John? 98? 98. Yeah, okay. it was about 98. Okay. Huh? <laughs> Shout out, Harry. Getting us the 1200s, though, for real. So, for those of you who don't know, I got my guy that that I basically grew up with. Shout him out, man. He's on the my podcast bro, right my now. My bro, Jermski, Joram, Joram Alasso, he is here. This is like my fucking day one dude that like ever since I moved to Stockton, he was like, hey, let's be friends. Dope. Yeah. 
So he's been he's been down with me and like he's my fact checker, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anything I'm be like, hey man, hey, what, that's what happened, right? Oh yeah, he, and he's, he's there. He's also the forty two provider for the eating, by the way. <laughs> the forty two provider, because shouts to shouts to Joan for because because provider. because this podcast is a little loose. We got free, we got bottles here. You know, we're drinking. You know, we just we try to have dinner, but dinner didn't really transpire. It didn't really take place. So you know, we but we're in San Francisco. So indeed. after we finish this shit. We are going to eat somewhere. Indeed. We need to. We have to. Because this is a lot of alcohol. <laughs> so you got your turntables at a young age. Yes. Shout out to my brother. Rodzilla was one of the first that did help me get the turntables, as well as Jermski. No way. Okay. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the boys. Shout out to the boys. Yeah. Oh, Rod fronted it. Mm-hmm. The big bro. Mm-hmm. 18 months apart, huh? Yep. Okay. No, that's when we got the, 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 the 1200s. But when we got the the original setup, yeah, no, the GLI Pros, the ones that you got from Upstairs Records and shit, <laughs> with the cheat ass button. Hey, there was a button that cut in and out. You know how you have the that one transformer button on the mixer? There was one that you could just push the button on, and then like you know, that was basically the way of like scratching it. Joram always was like, "Man, that's fucking cheating. We can't do that." <laughs> you had the twelve hundreds and. What kind of mixer? What kind of Gemini? Oh, shit. Don't, don't say 626. I, ha- I had that. What was our mixer? Get on the mic. Thanks for close to the mic. What was our mixer back then? You forgot already? No, 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 no. Of course not. There was um, the VTX mixer, Vestax mixer. The wide one? No, the 03. There was the 06. 06, 05. 05, and then the 03. No, I didn't. I, I never had the 06. The skinny was 06. Yeah, we I didn't had that. have that one. I had the Samurai, the 05 Samurai edition. Remember Ooh, that one? You still have it? The burgundy one? No, I sold that one. Ooh. I sold huh? that one. Man, it's been a minute, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's been a minute. I got to sit down and think about like what that was. It's all good. The new mark? What did it look like? Purple, probably. <laughs> they, the, had, they had the purple I had the blue dog yeah. <laughs> I had the blue dog next yeah the purple ones <laughs> no it was the Gemini it was the Gemini mixers which one or the Stanton the Stanton mixer there was the Stanton mixers back in the day that with the gray, with the gray face the Vestax mixers the gray face yes the gray face but yeah. they were cool though they weren't that bad they were not, I mean they weren't Vestax but they were like eh <laughs> Faders kind of bleed, if I remember. Yes, they did. Just kind of, we got a bleeder. Hey, that's why I started learning the put the mixer or put the fader right in the middle and then just fade up and down. Remember back in the day, we used to, well, I had a, my first mixer was a Gemini, but back in the day, we used to spray WD 40 in that thing. I think we've done everything. We Bro. put fucking coins on our fucking needles. WD 40. We put thing, fucking yeah. WD 40. We try to, like, I don't, yeah. Learning how to scratch from like what, we thought was learning how to scratch are totally two different things. Like the technique of learning how to scratch, like, you know, being intricate and all that shit, mm-hmm. that shit takes like a lot of skill. Indeed. Back in the day, we just thought the WD-40 was like, that was it. That was all we did. And we were like, hey, we're making good music, right, guys? <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. Do you remember on the Vestax mixers, you could take their fader out, right? And then the hack back then was you, you dip it in water, well, you, you like bathe it in water. You bathe it in water and the crossfit around a lot, a lot smoother. No, we didn't. We didn't fuck with. 
I mean, stop hey, it. I mean, I'm just saying. Jim, no, not that was, I'm. No, okay, okay. So the way how it happened back then is uh-huh. like we were teamed up with some other dude, and he had the st- he had the 1200s, and then he also had the Ge- the Gemini mixer, the Trackmaster. Okay. Shout out Scott. Shout out Scott. Scott was like a this dude. He had that whole setup. We would go to his house and practice. We would go over there and like learn everything that we watched on turntable TV, basically. Damn, turntable TV. <laughs> we were we were like like it was either scratch turntable TV scratching or watching Style Elements, which was a B boy crew mm-hmm. from from Stockton, which is B boy remind. Who was the core? He he choreographed for Christina Aguilera. So when you start DJing, were you taking? How do you start like mobile gigs and and just kind of hopping in the scene? I mean, talk about that one time. Or did you not even do mobile gigs? You just hopped in. No, like how it happened was is I linked up with another DJ because all I had was like either scratch records or I had like singles. Mm-hmm. Like I I I had I had a few compilations that was like maybe like forty five minutes worth of music mm. if I played everything back right. and forth sure. played a side a side b sure, sure. <laughs> that bitch and then fucking you know the three compilation songs that you get on one side and then the three yeah. compilation songs that you get on the other side that was the you know it was about forty five minutes worth mm-hmm. I ended up teaming up with somebody that I went to school with and he was cool. And he ended up telling me, like, yo, go ahead and use all the vinyl. Just go ahead and get down. And I was like, okay. So then I made sure I, you know, used it, but I used it correctly. And, like, every time I've done that and, like, people have given me that opportunity to use things that I didn't have beforehand. Like, you know, a crate of records that had all the latest songs. You know, I'm just starting out. I didn't have any of the latest songs, but my boy did. And he gave me that opportunity to like really get down and and do my thing with it. Nice. And when he saw me do it, he was like, "Yo, I never seen anybody, you know, DJ like you." And honestly, I was mimicking anything and everything that I heard from Wild ninety four nine and One Six Cameo. Ah, really? That was my only. That was my only outlet. And you know, K Win K ninety ninety seven seven K also had some mixers, but when I was like learning. Every time we went to the Bay Area, because we would go to the Bay Area like every summer. We would spend like two two weeks, sometimes two months out in out in San Jose mm-hmm. and just like get into rollerblading and just hanging out with the cousins. But what I would always pay attention to is the five o'clock mix, the morning mix. How are they mixing all these songs repeatedly very, very quick? Oh, it's because they have three turntables. Okay, well, I only have two turntables. How can I make this sound quicker? And that's what I was doing. I was just like going in and out of out of records back in the day, and people were like, "Yo, yo, they don't they don't normally do that with two, with three. You could see the the creativity with that. But when you can do it with two turntables, and you do it to a to a form and to a way that people remember you." It it works. You were power you were power mixing two turntables at yes. that time. Cause I practiced like Razor Records was the one who told me this. He said, practice your mixes. Practice your combos. He call them combos. 
practice what you would do where you think this would be a dope like transition, a dope mix that people will remember you. I never heard of that. But when he told me that, I was just like, okay, every time I do this, people go crazy for it. So I'm going to continue to keep doing this. Were you taking on gigs at that time? Yeah. Well, as a young DJ, I mean, what did we do, Jordan? We did Sweet Sixteens. We did... Uh, Cotillions. Huh? Cotillions. We did a lot of Cotillions. What else did we do? Yeah, it was was just Cotillions all day. Like, we were... Our 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 crew, our little crew of like you know DJs, it was just kind of more like we had somebody taking care of the speakers, mm-hmm. we had somebody taking care of the lights, and then it was like me DJing. But it was just like everybody had their roles, and then at the end of the night, we would all eat jumbo jacks. <laughs> yeah, for sure, a must <laughs> with two tacos for ninety nine cents. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then we would just put all the money back into you know buying more records. That's that's what it like basically was for like a good two or three years in high school. What was your crew called back then? What were we called? Scratch Bastards. Got it. There's the Scratch Bastards. Yeah. Before we even knew that there was a Scratch Bastard, like DJ, we just called ourselves the Scratch Bastards because it was heavily influenced by like guys like Hubert. ISP for sure. These styles, their whole scratch mixtape type of vibe of like, and then also incorporating what style elements did too. Got it. So, so around what time, just era wise, what time, and what was the the pendulum that swung to kind of get you into doing more gigs that got you into doing, you know, residency gigs that got you into like because I know you spent some time on the radio, right? You were you were a mixer on the radio as well. Mm-hmm. Out of Stockton, right? Yeah. Talk about that. I didn't get that until like later. Way later, huh? Way later into my career. Okay. So I mapped out a couple of things that I wanted to accomplish before my my DJ career where I can say that, hey, I've done I've done everything that I've wanted to do and I've done it my way and I've done it where nobody could tell me anything. I was able to get on the radio. I was able to DJ international waters. I DJed out in the Philippines. I was happy, you know, especially in my hometown, my my parents' hometown, I should say. You know, being able to DJ outside of state, I was able to DJ out in, you know, what is that? Lake Tahoe. Nice. Seattle, Vancouver. We're in Tahoe. (laughs) Hey, Tahoe, it was, it was actually a wedding and it was- Hell yeah. It was a wedding and it was done at the Harvey's Casino. Or no, not, not Harvey's. The the other one. The, Harris. Not Harris. Not Harvey's. The other one. Mount Blue? Mount Blue. Mount Blue. Mount Blue. Hey, I love that spot. Hey. When's the last time you've been to Tahoe? It's been a couple of years. Do you prefer going during the, the summertime or the wintertime? Summertime. Me too. Yeah. It is so much fun up it's there. It's out there for sure. Hell yeah. Especially when they have those concerts. Oh, for sure. The outdoor, oh, the outdoor vibes? Yes. Absolutely. Dude, they will have some dope-ass concerts like where they have like Fleetwood Mac out of nowhere and just fucking everybody's getting down. Damn, Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. they, love, they love like either that, that California ska reggae sound. For sure. Or, or like some, some good country, which is cool. I, I fuck with country. Tough. You know, speaking of 
Fleetwood Mac and the vibe, you know, one thing that I've always appreciated about your craft is, because, you know, I know that you, I know you, I know you stream on Twitch, right? Of course. Yes. And Who uh, doesn't? Who doesn't? Who, if, who, who doesn't? If you're a DJ nowadays, you either got to do TikTok or you got to do Twitch, right? That's got to be one of the choices. Like, if you're not doing the club shit, you're doing either TikTok telling us, you know, what sample was used. Yeah, I think you and I really just have those those strong, not necessarily journalist voices, but they're powerful. They're powerful, right? And really? That, that's a compliment to you, to be honest. I never felt like I had, had like a confident voice. I, people used to make fun of me back in the day, and they used to say that oh, my voice... <laughs> people used to say that I sounded like like very high pitched. Okay. And you know, it was Export you're going too deep. It, it it's it's almost a reference. It's it's like a, a, a analogy. Okay. Not the voice itself. It's it's the energy and the tonality and, and, and the textures in the voice. Pause. Pause, of course. You know what I mean? But no, seriously. No, pla- no pause. No all pause, I'll play. I'll play. No pause, I'll play. No, no, for real, like like for real, for real. Like no, just the way you exude yourself, whether whether it be on Twitch, whether it be on IG. You know, and you know, you and I we all go back and forth on the stories, but no, I think that, and I'm just, I'm I'm being complimentary, but I'm kind, you know, I'm low key kind of gassing you up. Like I think that just the way you exude and present, deliver, it's incredible. Because because w- w- once you're touching lives, low key, you know, you get people's attention. So I hear you on Twitch asking me how I am as a consumer of the product, bro. Like like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely drinking the Kool Aid. I definitely. <laughs> I definitely value what you're presenting. I definitely value what you're putting, you know, what you're bringing to the table, regardless if it's on Twitch, regardless if you're you're working at Fed or just for the vibe. You know what I mean? That's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of bring you on for the podcast. I know you got a great story, you know, and it's it's it's, it's an incredible vibe, man. Like like hands right. down. You know what I'm saying? It really is. Gotta right. ask you this though. And I ask everybody this question. Okay, being being a DJ. Mm-hmm. Having the love for music, okay. Mm-hmm. You're in the car, you're driving, going to the grocery store, running a couple errands. What is DJ Expo? Listening to the whip, top three, top four artists, whether it be streaming platform, whether it be MP3s downloaded to the phone. Like, what are you listening to? KHTK, Sacramento Kings, 1140 basketball, baby. That's like <laughs> okay. So you, you so you stay. So I, I'm on I'm on talk radio. I'm on okay. I'm on a couple of like podcasts. You know, of course, the Barry Way is hey. is one of the one of the ones that I've been listening to. I'm like half. I'm like maybe a quarter into Jason's. Oh, show. Jason VFA. Okay, okay. Yes, thank I'm, you, bro. I'm, I'm listening to it. It's it's it's. And thank I you, finished Aaron's a couple of days ago. So, okay, I appreciate it. You know, listening to stuff on 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 the road. It has to be Wu Tang. It has to be like Kanye. I ain't gonna lie. Have you seen that movie? Uh, that movie, the documentary, Genius. It's it's on the list, but I have yet to tap in. It's a it's it's like stuff that I've always wondered about, and it was answered on 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 the documentary. Got it. Okay. So I I I like watching documentaries. I like watching different types of shows. My wife likes watching Korean shit. Okay. Like the Korean Korean dramas and Korean shows. Sure. It's dope. I just can't get into it. I'm like more into like like philosophical shit. 
know how to I don't know how to how to explain it. Like movies that always like expanded out into the minds of like different shit. Like Jordan, I mean, like all the movies we used to watch back in the day. Crazy, the, crazy. The psychological films where yeah, it kinda it kinda man. gets your mind working in a way. Where you need to connect the dots. Yeah. Where you need to replay a movie several times for you to have a good understanding. Yes. Of the plot. Yes. Of the scene. I'm the same way. Do you have any recommendations? I got plenty, actually. All right, we're going to have to talk, talk, we're gonna have talk to about talk. offline. We're going to have to talk about that. Yeah, because, you know, I don't really watch TV anymore. But so, if you were to watch or, like, recommend a movie that you've seen growing up that just makes you, like, oh, damn, that shit hits, what would that be? God, there's so many. That just hits? Like, if you were to explain childhood right now, yeah. What movie? Then the podcast has changed. The podcast has flipped <laughs> over here. I'm being interviewed now. Think about childhood? Yeah. Like if you were to if you were to say, hey, this one movie fucking flipped my mind. I got one movie, like for me, I'll, 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 kids. <laughs> wow. Kids wow. fuck kids fucked me up, dude. Like yeah. when you first watched that movie, you were just like, whoa. The movie, right? When we saw Ahsoka, shout out, <laughs> hey, shout out Casper one time. Shout Casper, out Casper, fucking guy. I mean, they had Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson. No, that that just like complete. That's so random, huh? Kids, <laughs> yeah. kids, and all, Friday. All the good movies. It's kids. Oh my gosh, kids and Friday. Kids and Friday. <sighs> fuck me up. Okay, kids and damn, dude. That movie had a lot of shit where you just like. All right, all right. You want me, so I'll break it down for you. We, we got a side question here, but I'll break it down for y'all. Y'all gonna be blown away by this. So, my one of my main movies when I was growing up, Home Alone Part One. Let me tell you why. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you why. It's a perfect movie. The comedic injections, but you gotta think about this. Shout out Kevin McAllister. Shout out Macaulay Culkin. He was an architect. He was an architect in that film. In the architecture of that movie, he was a pillar. And not just not just because he was starring in it, but like but like he 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 had it all and he delivered and injected everything in that film from from comedy, from childhood, okay, from building the foundation of of capturing and and putting Joe Pesci's character. Daniel Stern's character into these multiple facets of pain, jigsaw, and agony, <laughs> pain, agony, but at the same time being just so smooth. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. And then you inject, then you inject family in the film, right? You inject love in the film, and you inject, and then you you inject the in between the, the, all the torture, the most wondrous holiday of the year, right? And close. And close it out, and close it out with something incredible. So, you really have all the above, I guess you could say, with that film. You know, kids just focuses on, you know, one or two things. Dude, kids, right. ki- kids, 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 kids put you into a realm of the of of vices, right? Of vices when you're what teenagers. age group are we okay. talking about, right? <laughs> I'm still like, okay, your age group. You're of, the one with of- the question. Okay, your age group of, of, of watching Home Alone and being inspirational to you. It was, your, you? it was your question, so it was your question. So the movie came out in 90. I was eight years old. That was a good time. I was eight years old. No was it eight years old? 
I mean, was it 1990? It was 90. Man. It was 90. And, and the crazy thing is, I will still watch that movie like it came out yesterday. Oh, yeah. Repe- oh, yeah. Repeatedly. Number one, number one Christmas movie for you? You know what? Hands down. Hands, hands down, bro. Hands down. Hands down, my favorite one. I can never get tired of it. You know what I mean? I can yeah. never. And, and th- I mean, th- it is. It is. It has everything. Well, that that movie's thirty two years old. It's thirty two, and I could still watch it like it just came out the theater like yesterday, bro. It's nuts. I've I've actually had a moment where I had my son watch it at the same time with me. Okay, and it hits him to the point where it's like, if around Christmas time it pops up on the TV, he'll sit there and watch it. Like, all right, it gets you. It gets you. You resonate with it. And it's cool. It's one of those feel-good movies where it's, it's almost mandatory, right? It's almost mandatory to watch it. I mean, Christmas time, it's mandatory, right? But when, when it pops up like on USA Channel, yes. TNT, yes. Stars, it's kind of like- You have to stop whatever you know what the fuck you're doing. It's almost like, you know, and, and, and Bay wants to watch this. I'm like, babe, no, nah, we're watching Home Alone. Yeah. We're watching fucking Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Fry out the fucking Longanisa. You know what I'm saying? Cook it up. We're watching over home. easy. Over easy on the eggs, man. It's it's been an incredible evening, hands down. And I appreciate Crazy. I appreciate Crazy. the stories you shared, bro. Like like literally, man, brother. I am blown away, and I am I'm just lost for words. But I, I appreciate you taking the time tonight. Like like for real, for real. You know, I know you've got a hey. you're gonna you got a busy weekend. You got a busy month. You know, you've got work life. You've got family life. You've got Twitch live, you got everything all clustered up, man. But I, I deeply appreciate and value the time you spent tonight on the Bearway podcast, man. Like seriously, bro. I am I am very, very appreciative of this whole experience, my friend. Nah, it's been incredible, bro. Like seriously. Thank you. Definitely, man. So wrapping up, man, DJ Expo with the Bearway Podcast, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. For sure, brother. We out.